What is up and welcome back to 24 Minutes of A24, the podcast that takes a look at the A24 library 24 minutes at a time. I am Ethan Simi. And I've been Lawhorn. This week on the pod, we are celebrating a year of episodes that have all gone over 24 minutes, contrary to our podcast title. And to celebrate, we are figuring out the most underrated A24 projects in their library. But special this week, it isn't just uh, Ben and I. No way, no how. What kind of celebration would that be? That'd be rather lame, Ben. Uh, Two-person party is not really, not really a party. Yeah, yeah, we gotta have more people. So we've got our our first ever returning guest in Jade Rafalo. Uh, Jade, welcome back to the pod. What is up? How are you? I'm great. I've seen a lot of movies. I feel like in the last few days, so I'm doing great. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice, this is awesome. Spirit. My my favorite co-host of this podcast for sure. Uh, we also have a brand <laughs> new guest uh, in Andrew Vela, who is joining us as well. Andrew, welcome to the pod. How are you doing? Hey, man. Thanks for having me on. I'm doing great. Excited to talk about movies. And fun fact, this is the first podcast I've ever been on. So Hell super yeah. excited to be here. This is awesome. Yeah, so it's nice. a great one. So thanks for having me. Oh, that's it. super exciting, man. We're we're glad that we could snag you first and get that get that in the history books. Um, yeah, this is going to be a very exciting podcast. So we are celebrating uh, one year of podcasts. Um, side note, Ben, I, I can't believe we've been doing this for a year. I mean, when we started... I think we were just like, we were just mutuals, right? Based on our other podcasts. And I was like, Ben, I want to make a pod about like movies. Would you do it with me? And you're like, yeah, let's talk about A24. And I was like, shit, great idea. And now we're here. Like we are like the embodiment of the Paul Rudd Hot Ones gift. Like, look at us. You know, <laughs> who'd us. have thought? <laughs> like here we are. <laughs> we I love really it. are. I love we so really <laughs> yeah, we really are. Um, of course. So yeah, we're gonna be talking about underrated A24 projects today. Um, I will say we've we've got some hot takes coming up um from, from <laughs> listeners, from us. It is going to be a very, very fun uh episode. And of course, don't forget that you can always get at us on Twitter or Instagram. We're at 24 minutes of A24. You can give us your your thoughts on anything A24. They've got news coming out the butt recently of of new projects and so new much castings and winning emmys and all kinds of things um and and a little segue into our first topic of conversation here uh a24 kind of swept at the emmys a little bit um zendaya is making history um becoming the first black woman to win the outstanding lead actress in a drama series twice and the youngest two-time acting winner in history um ever kind of a big deal for for euphoria for zendaya and for a24 a huge deal. Yeah. They're just like, keep racking in the awards. And I mean, on top of that, our dude, Ali, you know, who I think My guy. played part in like both of our favorite episode of euphoria, yeah. you know, I think for sure. Coleman Domingo winning his first ever Emmy for outstanding guest actor in a drama series. I mean, euphoria took nine Emmys out of its 25 nominations, including for best drama series, which is awesome. I'm curious, like from all of us, like, do you guys think these, Awards were deserved. Have you guys seen Euphoria? Are you guys Euphoria fans? Like, you want to let's talk about Euphoria for a sec. I will go first because I have not seen an episode of Euphoria. <gasps> Fresh. And, I, and, I, and I know, and I know, I'm slacking, but <laughs> so I can't really comment much. But <laughs> I mean, I honestly, though, like, like I just haven't seen it. <laughs> I love it. It just makes me jealous of you, though, because it's like, oh, yeah. cool, you get to experience all this stuff still, yeah. like. It is uh, obviously like we're we're big fans, Ethan and I are. So I'm just excited for you to be able to check it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah but now that the now first that time, yeah, yeah. Now that you've been on the pod, Andrew, you have to commit. You you have you can't come back 
until you've seen before, <laughs> until you're current, man. That's the rules yeah, now. <laughs> I, I promise you, I will, I will binge it now. <laughs> Perfect. What about you, Jade? You watch Euphoria? Of course. I have yeah, to keep up with, with my girls and Daya and then keep up on Twitter because I feel like if I was on Twitter seeing everything happen, I would have really bad FOMO because I wouldn't know <laughs> what I'm missing out on. But I will say uh, season one for sure is a knockout. Season two, I had really high hopes. Uh, Zendaya coming on as an exec- executive producer for it. Mm-hmm. Um, episode one, fantastic. And then I kind of feel like, personally, it kind of just went downhill from there. Um, of course, episode five is the standout for me with Zendaya's, you know, breakout oh, yeah. in her withdrawal and the, I would mm-hmm. say the peak of her drug addiction in the show. Um, but other than that, I, I still love the show. I'm of course going to watch season three, especially with some of the news that's come out about season three. I'm, I'm pretty intrigued. So we'll, we'll see. I'm, I'm very curious season one or season two, episode one for sure was a highlight. Cause that was the Fez episode, right? Like oh, yeah, yeah. so good. Huge Fez and Ashtray fans yeah. here. So that one was like such a good episode. Uh, I like how, you know, things unraveled towards the end there with like the play and all that kind of stuff. I'm very curious about season three, though, especially with like, you know, Barbie Ferreira leaving mm-hmm. stuff we've yeah. talked about on our episodes of like the behind the scenes stuff. Like it's a bummer to see her go. I really liked her character. Right. and It's such a bummer how much of her got cut apparently from season two. So uh, very curious to see where they'll, where they'll go with this. But yeah, we'll, we'll be there to watch it for sure. Here's here's my downer two cents before we move on to underrated uh, stuff. Oh, yeah. So I, I'm I, I'm ecstatic, obviously, for Coleman Domingo, much deserved, and Zendaya much deserved. She's incredible in this in this season. Um, here's where I stand. As Ben and I have talked about on previous episodes, Sam Levinson is rather problematic for the show. He's a rather problematic writer in general, um, and I am most fascinated. Jade, you mentioned Ben. You said too, like. Season three, we've heard that Sam Levinson is going to be taking some big swings. We heard that he's going to be doing some really big stuff. Sam Levinson, also co-creator of The Idol, another A24 produced project right. with The Weeknd. Oh, yeah. The Idol, we briefly mentioned it. Um, I think it, it, it looks eerily similar to Euphoria. Um, so there's that. I'm not super excited about that aspect, but it does have... Our, our, you know, our queen, Rachel Sennett. And we stand for Rachel Sennett on this pod. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and she's in that show. But does Sam Levinson's, you know, co-writing of The Idol take away from Euphoria? How does he balance those two projects? I'm very curious to see what that looks like if he devotes more time or energy into one or the other. I thought the storyline got rather incohesive at the end of season two. Um, I'm afraid that that will continue to happen. But yeah. fuck yeah, go Euphoria. Take home the Emmys. Yeah. You'll love to see it. Yeah, I, was super stoked. Um, I just wanted to shout out one thing before we get into underrated. Uh, my guy, Andrew Callahan from Channel 5. If you don't follow that on YouTube, please go watch Channel 5. It is like honestly like just some of the best like journalism out there. It's so cool. Uh, he has a documentary that just got picked up by HBO and A24 on the January 6th riots. So I'm super excited about that. But I just want to plug Channel 5. Please go check that out. I cannot wait to cover this. Great call out. Great call out. You sent me the IG post and I was like, yes, another great pickup for 824. Um, all right. Let's talk about underrated 824 projects. This is why we had had both of you on this pod. Um, we're celebrating our one year anniversary of the pod. Uh, so I think this is an interesting topic uh, to talk about, especially right now in terms of 824, because 
they're just having a, a monstrous run right now, right? You've, you've got Pearl coming out next week, which is the sequel to X that we got in the beginning of the year. We had Marcella shovel shoes on. We had After Yang to kind of start out the year. I think a lot of people forget about After Yang, um, the beloved, you know, everything, everywhere, all at once, which kind of caught fire in the film community. <laughs> um, I feel like A24 is more popular now than ever. And some would even wage to say that they that a lot of their projects potentially are overrated right now. So I think it's important to uh, remember and utilize the fact that they have a lot of things that date back many, many years that are underrated. And a lot of people haven't seen. So we're just going to go round table style. We're just going to just each go around one round at a time. And we're going to talk about our three most underrated A24 projects one at a time. Um, Jade, we're going to have you kick us off. We'll see. If anybody overlaps, we'll see what happens. So we haven't talked about this yet. We didn't prep for this. So take uh, it away. I, I brought I brought some backup <laughs> with me just in case. <laughs> <laughs> so so my first one, my my first one, I am going with something from this year because I feel like, like you said, Ethan, a lot of it, a lot of this year's movies have been a twenty four centric, and I feel like they have gotten super popular. But my first pick, I'm going, I am going to go with Marcel the Shell because I feel like I was so, so hyped for this when I first saw the trailer. I couldn't believe that they were making a movie or I guess a, I guess a mockumentary at this point. That's what it would be about a YouTube short from like 10 years ago that I watched. Like I watched those Marcel the Shell videos with my, so like my soccer team that long ago. And yeah. so I was just ecstatic and I was like, oh my God, like they're making this Marcel the Shell movie. I used to watch that like when I was a kid and I feel like I was so excited, but no one else like really knew what I was talking about. And then I said it was 824 and they're like, oh, they did like Midsommar, Hereditary. And I was like, yeah, but this one's not a horror movie. It's actually a really <laughs> lighthearted, happy, go lucky movie. So that's going to be my first pick. Uh, it. I was crying the whole time. <laughs> so <laughs> I absolutely adore this movie. Jenny Slate, fantastic. I never knew that that was her that voiced Marcel. So that was pretty fun to learn. Um, that's really all I got to say. Just go see this movie. Go watch this movie however you can because it's got a lot of life lessons, a lot of happy life lessons that I think a lot of us need to look in the mirror and remind ourselves of. That's a super awesome choice. Yeah, we covered that a little while ago. Um, mm-hmm. I think we both like love that movie, and and it was yeah, it was just so fun. Like, there's some really funny moments in there. Of like, why do they think I'm a girl? Like, I have pink shoes. Why do they have pink shoes? My grandpa had pink shoes. Like, there's so many like funny moments in there. But uh, I just wanted to comment on like your you know the soccer team. Like, oh, did they do hereditary and stuff? And early on like when Ethan and I were doing this he's like oh it's like the A24 ending where it's just it's really gonna fuck you up and I, was like, I never really thought about that they've changed from, bro I know the ending with like a big ass spider in a room or something like that like I'm never gonna forgive you for enemy I will never forgive you that was one of the weirdest endings to any movie but I think Marcel is a, a super awesome choice I think that's great I, you bring up a great point, Ben. Like OG A24 is is so intriguing. Enemy is the sixth movie that they ever made. And that was like in their area of like, let's fuck people up and be weird. And like, yeah. and like, yeah. let's pick up a project directed by Denis Villeneuve, but mm-hmm. also one that is like really introspective and weird and people probably won't get it. And 
there's like nobody gets it. Denny and Jake don't even get it. Like they're, they're like, I, I don't really know what the deal is with the spider. And it's like, okay, cool. So we're just like doing weird stuff. Um, and it's great. Okay. Great pick Jade. I think that's a great start. Honestly, I love that you picked something from this year. Um, Andrew, what do you got, man? What's, what's your first pick? Okay. So you, we briefly touched about it a, a little bit, but my strategy going into this, I was like, I could either look at the early films and, try to pick something from there, but I'm going to go a little bit more recently. I'm going to go with first, how to talk to girls at parties. Ooh, and sweet. funny, funny story. I took my mom to see this, this movie at Alamo draft house, like opening night. And we, we, we had a, we had a great time watching it, but anyways, it's a quirky punk rock science fiction, romantic comedy set in the seventies in England. It's about youth culture. And we follow like this group of friends who, are seeking an after party after a punk rock show and they stumble upon this crazy building with crazy lights and it turns out to be this like group or cohort of aliens that are that have descended into earth and they're here for this sort of to complete like a rite of passage situation and yeah. the movie is so punk rock and it makes a science fiction with like a coming of age story and has Nicole Kidman um and What's her face? I'm blanking on the other actress's name, but it's such a good movie. And um, I wish this movie got more love. But when you talk about early A24, it's like when I remember going to the movies and seeing the A24 logo and just knowing that I'm going into this expecting something weird when I see that logo pop up. And this was like a perfect example of that. I love this movie. That's awesome. Looks like uh, yeah. Elle Fanning. Looks like she's... Yeah. Uh, Elle Fanning, yes. I can't believe I blanked on that. Nice. Elle Fanning, yes. Yeah, I didn't know. I just looked it up. So, yeah. <laughs> <I'm> also, <laughs> we'll have to cover this yeah. one, though. Like, oh, yeah, all oh, these yeah. ones... I feel like anything that gets talked about tonight that we haven't covered yet, it's just automatically becoming our, our cue yeah. for sure. Punk yeah. rock science fiction film. Can't go wrong with it. I love I'm, it. I'm looking at these photos on IMDb, and you explained... <laughs> I, have, I have, like... I've actually like never even heard of this movie, even though we were pod. <laughs> and I'm like looking at these photos, and I'm like, "Damn, that looks pretty good." Like that looks Dude, really, so really good. wild. Um, it's wild, man. Yeah, from 2017, hour 42. That's that's just money. Yeah. Uh, A24 right there. So yeah, yeah, we're gonna cover that, Ben. That's a yeah. lock that one in, man. Lock. Yeah, that in. Uh, ben, you're up next, man. You you take the next pick here. I mean, you know, we had our like private chat between the four of us. And I was like, I got it down to single digits, but like that means nine. You know what I mean? Like I did not, like, I did not really cut this down too far. Uh, luckily, some of our uh, listeners that sent in picks, uh, we have some overlap. So I'm, I'm going to leave those ones off so I can, I can okay. talk about them later on. But um, I think the first one I'm going to talk about is like possibly just like it's, I've, it's in my Rushmore for the A24s. I'm pretty sure we covered on that episode. I have to go with Last Black Man in San Francisco. Ooh, nice. uh, it's like it's. It, I think if I had to take one A twenty four movie with me onto an island, this might be it. Like I, I love this movie. It is so beautiful. Uh, it's where I got to meet Jonathan Majors for the first time. Uh, you know, and I talked about in our episode. Like I, I grew up in California, spending you know every other weekend in San Francisco. So like, this movie just tugs in my heartstrings with all like the establishing shots and all that kind of stuff. And it's just like, it's a beautiful movie about someone who's like trying to take care of something that in essence, isn't really theirs anymore, but they're still connected to. And like, what, like what is our history and what, what do we belong to and what belongs to us? Uh, I just, I, I could not recommend this movie enough. I don't know exactly how it falls into the underrated, but for me, like my qualifier was just like, I don't hear people talk to to me about this movie much. Mm. I feel like I'm always the one bringing it up. I don't think it gets discussed often enough, at least to my liking. So 
that that for me is kind of going to be my qualifier for tonight. It's just like, what's the stuff that I don't get to hear about enough. So for me, my first pick is going to be last black man in San Francisco. I love that. Uh, Jade, have, have you seen this movie? Oh yeah. yeah. I, I'm not kidding. I think I'm just going to talk about how much I cry at a 24 movies. <laughs> <laughs> I, I watched this when I was actually up in Portland and I'm pretty sure I had already decided to move back to California and nice. I watched it and um, you know, this is, this is where I'm from. I'm from the Bay area and I was audibly crying by the end. <laughs> Jonathan majors was just absolutely stunning. I, I, I love him so much. That's, that's all I'll say. <laughs> He's so good in this. I'm excited to see him as King. I'm excited mm-hmm. to see him in Creed three, but like for me, he's just always going to be this character who's like putting together a play and drawing and stuff. Like I just, I, I love his character so much in this movie. I think that is a, uh, a wonderful pick. And I love your, your kind of criteria, Ben. I think that's, I think that's important. I think that's good. Like movies that you want to you think should be talked about more like to you i think is definitely important um jonathan majors i believe has another a24 movie coming out called devotion that just premiered at some film festivals um last weekend um so i've heard some pretty good things um so yeah go go check out our boy um i think last black man was definitely on my short list i think it is underrated i just i guess moving into my pick i i think for me like my qualifier is if someone were to come to me and be like, yo, like, what's a good A24 movie I should watch? I'm probably not recommending, like, I'm, unfortunately, I'm probably not recommending Uncut Gems. Like, I'm probably not recommending Men yeah. or, like, Climax yeah. or, like, some of the more <laughs> crazy A24 ones, right? Like, I'm looking for something like this where it's like, more people should see this. I just feel like more people should should tweet about it and, like, post on TikTok about it and, like, talk about it. Um, So that does lead me to my my first pick here. Um, And I am going to go with a, uh, a movie near and dear to my heart, and that is mid nineties. We have covered mid nineties here on the pod, um, and came out in 2018 was Jonah Hill's directorial debut. Um, and I believe the only movie that he has directed and or written so far, and he is, is taking even more of a step back for making movies right now for his mental health. So might be the only one we get for a while. Um, this not only introduced us to, um, incredible Alexa Demi um, in, in mid nineties. Uh-huh. And obviously from euphoria, um, the best nickname in any movie of all time, right? <laughs> Fuck shit. That's Fuck shit. It's, it's unbeatable. It's unbeatable. <laughs> you can't beat it. It's unbeatable. It's a wonderful portrait of like, you know, growing up and, and what it means to try to fit in with a, with an older crowd and be, be wanted by people, but also try to find yourself when you're a little kid. And um, it is, it's just fucking awesome. Like this movie is just awesome. And more people, need to watch this movie and unfortunately as it ages you know made in 2018 less and less people are just gonna watch it because 824 keeps coming out with bangers and yeah. uh it is the harsh reality but I, this is was an easy pick for me no questions asked it's got our king lucas hedges in it i mean our king what the fuck is lucas hedges that. up to <laughs> make some movies dude at least we got this more more movies ah crazy um what do you what do you what are your your thoughts andrew on mid 90s you, you've seen it, I assume. I, I've seen it in the 90s, yeah. I love it. I love the whole um, skate culture. And, like, I felt like it told a story. There's this um, assumption of skateboarders, and especially in L.A., and this told a different side of their story and gave a different kind of perspective to their lives and every day, um, just, like, what they're doing. And 
dude, that ending, man, that <laughs> ending is a, it punches you in the gut. <laughs> for real. I, rem- I remember when I saw for it for real. the first time and yeah. that is that, that to me, when I was watching that, it was like around the time of like, Oh, a 24 makes weird endings. Right. And yeah. so when they got in the car crash at the very end of the movie, I was like, mm-hmm. fuck, that's it. A 24 just pulled another fast one and just like killed them all. And was like, guess what? Like they're dead. <laughs> and, and then we get this incredibly heartfelt, uh, passionate final scene yeah. that just rips your heart out even more than like a startling yeah. scene could. And mm-hmm. I, I personally, I, you know, I, I think it speaks a lot to Jonah Hill and how he represents and interprets film and, and skate culture and pop culture mm-hmm. in general, right? Like yeah. the mom yeah. is watching Goodfellas on the house, in the house, like on yeah. all the time when the mm-hmm. kids are on, like that is, that's fucking awesome. That's what yeah. I aspire to do. And, and I think that uh, I could talk about midnight. We could make this midnight mm-hmm. spot. So I got definitely knows the story he wants to tell when he's writing. Yes. And he he really does. Really well. Yeah. I was on my short list too. Jonah Hill and I are like the same age. Uh, I think we both grew up in California. So I felt like, oh, he made a movie for me. Like, I remember having my big ass Ninja Turtle skateboard <laughs> and trying to like ollie on the grass, you know, so that if I fell, it hurt yeah, myself. Yeah. So, like, watching Stevie in the driveway and stuff, like, oh, oh dude. Like, this is this is my story. Like, I, that was it. I just like, I never moved beyond the grass by any means, but it was just so cool to see this culture, you know, kind of captured. Ah, so good. I'm gonna go watch. I'm gonna pop on Midnighties after this podcast. Sure. Um, all right, Jade, we're we're back to you. We're we're going into round two of the not actually a draft, but kind of a draft of underrated A24 <laughs> movies here. So I'm gonna go with one that's near and dear to my favorite genre, horror genre that does have a weird ending. Um, it it's gonna go with Saint Maud. Um, it came out in yes. January 2021 and so kind of right in the middle of the pandemic and so I feel that really hurt this movie a lot because I remember hearing about it I think in either 2019 or 2020 and I was so excited I am huge on religious thrillers or religious mm-hmm. horror in general so I was so stoked to go see this um, but then covid hit and movies stopped for however long and so when it released i was like just itching to go back to the theater i'm like is this going to get a theatrical release is are we going to be able to go back to theaters so i think it's super underrated in that it just got lost in the shuffle of the pandemic but essentially i love the twist of typically with religious horrors we get the nun is being possessed or the people are being possessed by a demon but this is about a who's a person who's trying to be a nun or she was a former nun i believe Mm -hmm. but it's almost like she's too godly in a Mm -hmm. bad way so she's almost too like you need to believe in jesus you need to be like this and that and the other so i'm gonna go with that because i like the twist on that horror aspect and then also underrated because i just don't think a lot of people got to see it Mm -hmm. yeah and now with um mortified clark from st mount she's blown up and now she's galadriel mm-hmm. in the rings of power show so she's doing power, really? she's awesome. so well yeah rings she's of power well. yeah. oh yeah i have That's not awesome. seen st mod so yeah add it to the queue even add it up. up october let's do this yeah. and yeah uh, kristen stewart's <laughs> next movie is with the director who did st mount and it's for a24 so she has another let's film go. coming out so yeah, God, is, that, that. is that the movie where she's a boxer 
Yeah, that's the movie she's Fuck. about to. Yeah. Yes, let's go. Yeah, I've seen some. I've seen some behind the scenes photos, and she is yoked yeah. for that movie, dude. It's crazy. Um, <sighs> you bring up a good point, Jade. Before before we get to um, Andrew, before we get to your pick, I'm curious. Mm-hmm. I'll start with you, Andrew. Um, A24 horror. This is kind of what they built their name on, right? The Hereditaries, mm-hmm. the Midsommars, the St. Mods, these types of things. Do you feel like A24 horror um, in general is is something that um, is still considered underrated, like as a whole for the brand? I know mm-hmm. we've got X, we have Pearl coming out, so they're obviously still leaning into the horror. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that it's become more commercial and less, you know, OG A24? Yeah. I feel like... A24 made a name for themselves with these weird or genre specific films. And now that they've blown up, there's a couple of stragglers out there that are completely not horror films, but they're still, they have that weird essence that A24 has built their name on. So I don't necessarily know if it's over, if their films are overrated, but they still kept being seen or they, people are still watching them and they're still making money and it's, it's hard to say if it's overrated. I don't know. Like, honestly, I don't know because they keep making it. People keep seeing it. And even the stragglers that are not horror films, people are still watching them as well. And so it, it's it's hard. I don't know. I think they kind of feel uh, rated now, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, definitely. Right, early yeah. on, it was just like, oh, they're pulling it off. Like, to, to use like a, a current director going on right now, like, Jordan Peele fucking blew us out of the water with Get Out. Like, no, like, this is the Keem Peele guy, you know, the guy from like <laughs> TV did Get Out. This is crazy. And then we get us and we get Nope, which are each fantastic, but it's just like he set that bar with Get Out. It's just like, yeah, no, he just mm-hmm. keeps doing great stuff. Like, he's never, it'd be so hard for him to like blow us away like he did with Get Out. He keeps doing great stuff though. And so I think that's just kind of what A24 is doing, like, with these horror things like they really like caught us off guard you know early like oh shit like they're doing great stuff and now we're getting x and we're getting pearl we're getting like you know midsummer and stuff it's like yeah this is this is what it is so i i guess like i don't know how much of them are underrated anymore but i think they're really just like you know whatever the term however people feel about the term elevated horror like i think they really are (laughs) bringing that to the culture and i don't know i love it yeah can't argue that uh andrew you're up to pick man all right um one of the one of my fond memories of an a24 film and this is a hard watch but i'm gonna go with a prayer before dawn from 2018 it's a bio biographical film about a boxer in the uk who was imprisoned in thailand's most notorious prisons it's shot on location in these prisons with actual real inmates This is not an easy movie to watch. Like, don't watch this just on a casual day. Like, expect (laughs) to go into this movie and be traumatized. It is terrifying. It is tense. But it's about preserving your freedom. And he's fighting literally and figuratively for his freedom and to get out of this prison. And it stars Joe Cole from Peaky Blinders, which I love. Um, Yeah, I recommend if someone has seen, like, I don't know, three to five a 24 films recommend a pray before done. They're ready for it. Cause this movie is tough. Dang. And Joe Cole is a monster in this movie, but shot on location sounds- with real inmates. It's crazy. Wow. Dude, that sounds it crazy. Sounds- yeah. It sounds- <laughs> <laughs> oh, interesting. Am- he would, he was also in green room. Very fascinating. 
Yeah. 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 Well, funny segue here because we're heading into. Oh, no way. (laughs) Let's go. Uh, which may just to. happen to be something that Ethan ranked as a farewell, um, but uh, that I love, and that is Green Room. This is like one of my favorite A24 horror movies. Uh, it's like well documented on here. My absolute favorite one is Midsommar. Um, but this is the one, again, you know, with my little criteria here, like I, no one ever talks to me about Green Room. I don't hear people talking about it, but for me, like this is like the one location suspense horror, like all kind of wrapped into just this like perfect little movie. Uh, I love it so much. Yeah. I mean, Joe Cole is in it, which is great, but we get like Anton Yelchin's in it, Imogen Poots, like, and I mean, Patrick Stewart, fucking professor X coming through, you know, John Luke coming through, just being this fucking Nazi leader, dude, (laughs) he is scary as shit in this movie. But like, I, I love it so much. Uh, It just hits all the right notes for me that I want from a suspenseful horror movie. Um, and this is again, like if people were looking for, you know, what's a, what's a 24 horror that maybe I haven't watched yet or something, this would probably be my first recommendation. Cause I just don't know, you know, just doesn't get talked about enough for my liking. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with green room. Yeah. Nice. Jade, you're, you're the big horror fan on the pod. Have you seen green room? I hope you have. No, no. <laughs> I haven't. Don't let my farewell. Yeah. Scare you away. It's, it's well, no, good. it's, it's, it won't. I have, like, I was kind of looking through all the A24 movies that I've seen, and I'm like, wow, I've, I've seen a lot. And then I think, in the grand scheme of things, things I have not seen that many, I feel like, now that we're, like, talking about it. So that's been on my list for a long time. So um, I'll get to it probably this weekend. Well, I will say this makes me feel more validated about this pick. So I'm like, yeah, someone who loves A24 horror still, like, haven't seen this one. Like, cool. Yeah, this all makes sense. So I'm I, I'm excited to see what you think about this movie. So, uh, yeah, recommend that. Look, I... in there too. Right? He's so good. Like, when they kick into that first song, like, when it's clearly a Nazi bar, <laughs> he's like, we're going to play Nazi punks fuck off. Like, hell yeah. <laughs> I, I love this one. So... Yeah, I, I may have rated it a farewell on the pod. I might have just been in a mood because I rated it. I rated it three and a half stars on Letterboxd. That's that's, yeah. that's a good time, man. I so yeah. I don't know. We we have been talking about doing some revisits here. So if there's a movie we should revisit that you want us to to re go and rehash, Green Room, that might be it. But get at us on Twitter and let us know because yeah, sure. I feel like I might have done that. I feel like I might have done that dirty. I don't know, but you, you know, after her review, you know. It's it's trendy to be in the in the minority of movie opinions these days. So <laughs> um, yeah, we're, we're I mean we're going on 120, 120 plus a twenty four movies now with everything that they're releasing. So it is it is definitely tough to keep up. Um, that brings us to my pick to finish out kind of our second round here. And um, let's see. So yeah, I'm looking at ones that some of our listeners have put in here, and I will keep those for later even though i was gonna pick one of them so i'm gonna make a last i'm gonna make a last minute uh shift here i'm actually gonna go with the green knight now the green knight is not that old um it came out july 30th 2021 this was like in the middle of the pandemic so they're again like very saint mod esque of like people just didn't see it um it was absolutely snubbed and robbed at the oscars because it came out in oh yeah uh, in june and it was by a24 um Dev Patel needs to be in more things. He is incredibly hot and he is incredibly a good actor. Um, and I think this, like, if you're going pound for pound on one of the best shot A24 movies, I think this is, I think this is in the conversation. This 
movie to me is gorgeous and beautiful and has given us some of the most wonderful like color imagery that we've seen in any A24 movie. And you're like, nobody talks about the Green Knight. I know it's rather long. It's like two plus. I think we're going like 220 for this movie. So it is a little lengthy, but I love the ending. I love how much of a think piece it is. And I love that it's a new rendition of of a, you know a story as old as time right the green knight and and everything that that entails um i thought it was fantastic i love the green knight and more people should watch the green knight so good yeah, yeah just, that's, that's yeah. a good one yeah for sure i actually um i saw that opening weekend and i live in dallas and david lowry is from dallas and he came and he q and the mm. the movie and oh. I have pictures, yeah. And the amount of knowledge and information he has off the top of his head about like Arthurian legends and um, medieval fantasy, like this guy was talking for like 45 minutes and the Q&A asked him like two questions. It's like, how do you have all this information just ready, ready at the go? Like he is, he is so smart and it reflects in what is the Green Knight. Just that encyclopedic like brain. I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, Jade, I think you're up. I think you're bringing us home in the third round here. Okay. Oof. This is a, I have a few to pick from, but I don't, I got to make a last minute decision. Um, I think because of recency bias, I'm going to go with another Jenny Slate, obvious child. Oh, I, great pick. Wonderful I, pick. Actually, so Fun fact, I used to never like rom-com type movies. Like I used to like, you know, the silly, funny ones here and there, but I was never really a romantic movie type of person, hence the horror fan in me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I've been recently getting back into rom-coms and really giving them a shot. So I decided to watch this and I was just so pleasantly surprised. It's super short. I think it's under 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it's just a really nice, happy go lucky movie. Like it's about Jenny Slate. She gets broken up with by her POS boyfriend and Good she ends plop. up having, right? <laughs> no, no. He, that's who she gets with. Yeah. She this gets it. Oh, this is true. Yeah, this is true. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> but she ends up having a one night stand with plop office <laughs> reference. And, <laughs> And she gets pregnant and is just facing the decision of what she wants to do. She's pregnant with a stranger's baby and kind of her life is to her falling apart and she doesn't really know what to do. So I just love the relationships that are built. The relationship she has with her dad is so cute and special. And then the the relationship that she ends up finding with her mom is just, again, really special um, so it's just a really happy movie and it, it came out, oh man, however many years ago now, it's been a good little while. So I would definitely recommend, yeah, 2014. Yeah. So I would definitely recommend it for anybody who just needs a more happy, uplifting movie, a 24 movie for that matter. <laughs> yeah, I will. I will say my one thing about obvious child. And I, I love this pick. It was, was definitely on my short list, um, is, the one scene where they're trying on Crocs and he closes his eyes and he, and he says, Oh, I don't do hard drugs, but I imagine this is what it feels like to shoot heroin. I lost my shit in that scene. I, cause I wear Crocs all the time and I thought it was the funniest thing. And 
it's uh, it's just incredible. It's just some some really witty writing. I thought it was really quite good. Yeah. Um, and it's uncomfortable too, which I you know I think it should totally. be. Um, but yeah, it's a that's a good one. Um, Andrew, you're up, man. Okay, so my last pick. This is my absolute favorite, and I won't tell anybody this. My favorite A twenty four film is Joanna Hogg's The Souvenir, Ooh. and we're getting a sequel. Yes, we and are. so this stars Tilda Swinton and her daughter honor swinton who plays her daughter in the film and this other gentleman tom burke and it's semi-autobiographical about joanna hogg's um journey to becoming a filmmaker in film school in the early 80s london and this film just speaks to me and such like a like just an artistic journey kind of way like she's struggling with figuring out what she wants to do creatively as a filmmaker and i feel like we all struggle with trying to figure out what we want to do and how we want to present ourselves to the world like in terms of creative outlets and it's a frustrating film but because of what happens but it's intimate and there's a lot of aspiration and mystery behind it and i just think it's fantastic and it's like i said it's my favorite a24 film and i will i will die by that that's awesome this has been on my list for a super long time i know that like yeah they came out that, that part too but like this just looks so interesting and honestly i think like my interest came from like whatever Tilda Swinton produced like her offspring. I just want to see whatever they're doing. So like I'm here for, <laughs> yeah. for, Tilda Swinton, for, for, sure. for sure. Her daughter is great. And for a long time, like the, the sequel has, it's already out, but for a long time, it was so hard to find online because it was the same thing. Like, you know, the pandemic hit and then yeah. it was, then it like, it was supposed to have a theatrical run and then it just didn't. And, but recently they both showed up on Apple TV. So if you want to watch it, that's the no. place. Yeah, that's, that's good to know. I mean, we are slated to get another Joanna Hogg movie as well mm-hmm. called The Eternal Daughter. I believe it just yeah. premiered at Venice. Um, and uh, that that another Tilda Swinton movie as well. Yeah. So looks really good. Joanna Hogg yeah. and A24 are just, you know, two peas in a pot. Yeah. They're just hanging out. I love it. Love it. They really are. I'm here for it. <laughs> that's awesome. All right. All right. You got, man? My final pick here, uh, man, I, I guess I'm, I'm glad so many people wrote in with some options because it's helped me like little <laughs> down my list. Um, what I'm going to pick here is for me quite possibly the most like A24 movie if I had to like explain it to someone. Um, and it just so happened to be the third movie that they ever put out and it is Spring Breakers. Uh, nice. like, <laughs> classic is, Ben pick it is like it, it's just fucking nuts like I don't know how to explain it like if you want to see like bikini clad girls with pink ski mask on and James <laughs> oh to wearing dreadlocks being <laughs> around a piano on the beach seeing Britney Spears every time like this is the movie for you and if, if I haven't painted the scene like with that explanation I don't know what to tell you about this movie like, it's just like his harmony Korean, just like doing his thing you know we've got like Vanessa Hudgens, Lena Gomez Ashley Benson uh, and his wife Rachel Corinne Obviously, like James Franco, I'm very aware of all the allegations and stuff like that. Um, this still for me, though, is just like such an A24 movie. And and the like antagonist here is fucking Gucci Mane. Like we brought in Gucci Mane <laughs> to be the bad guy. Like we get pro wrestler Jeff Jarrett in here. Like this is just it is pure chaos. And it makes sense to me that this was the third movie that, like, yeah 
this is what we want to put our name to. The guy that made Gummo and Kids, like, yeah, we want to be a part of this. And then, like, they stay true to that brand. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm sure they've they've, they've produced stuff that I haven't seen that may have been as like crazy as this. But this is just one of the most chaotic A24 movies that I absolutely love. Uh, and I just, I don't know, again, it's another thing that's like, maybe it's just been lost in time. Cause again, like this is 2013, like this is literally the third movie they ever produced. Um, so I think, you know, now we have like Marcel and everything everywhere and like, you know, hereditary, all this amazing, amazing stuff. Uh, but to, to go back to like where their roots were, I, I just, I had to do that for my last pick here. Spring Breakers, please watch it. You'll never hear Britney Spears the same way again. <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned like going back to their early films because 2012 isn't far away, but the amount of films they've released since 2012, like right? that's a lot of that's a lot of movies. Yeah. It's it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of nuts. It feels like, you know, we're talking about like Casablanca, or, you know, whatever. <laughs> oh, the, the oldies, like the, the classic yeah. black and white It's like, you know, back in uh, 2012. Yeah. <laughs> but sure. yeah, this is like early then, but I, I think this is like the most them. Yeah, I uh, I like that pick. Uh, you know, I'm still a little lukewarm on Spring Breakers, I will be honest. <laughs> but, you know, maybe we run it back, maybe we see again. But it is pretty wild movie. I will give you credit for that. It it's is pretty, pretty nuts. crazy. Um, <laughs> All right, I'm going to round us out here. We're definitely going to get into honorable mentions and we've got a slew of listener picks as well to go through and we'll play a little kind of a fun game with that as we go. I am stealing somebody's that, that they wrote in. I promise this was locked in before they sent it to our Instagram. I've talked about it here on the pod before many a times. Um, that is Swiss Army Man. Um, I, I think this movie uh, from the Daniels, the first movie from the Daniels is, it, it's incredible. It is an homage and a love letter to, you know, movies and movies that we grow up with as children, right? Jurassic Park and uh, Castaway and all these things that like kind of come together in this movie. You've got Daniel Radcliffe and Paul Dano, uh, two incredible actors in their own right. But Daniel Radcliffe, this is really his like his kind of mark into like, hey, I'm just going to do weird shit and I'm totally going to own it. I'm going to be really good at it. And it's like, oh, wow, you were really good. And now you're going to be in a Weird Al biopic that's <laughs> apparently very good. Um, So like, Things like that. I I think this movie is wonderful. Um, I think the the ending is good. I don't think it's as powerful as I want it to be most of the time, but I still think the movie as a whole is extremely underrated and not talked about enough. And the score is is dynamite. Like I I listen to it at work, like on the reg. Like this yeah. this is a great score. Like what are you gonna do? Um, I think it's an incredible movie, and it's a good testament to the Daniels' ability to make a movie as well. Um, Jade, Swiss Army Man fan. I haven't seen it. Oh, dude, you're killing me. Andrew, <laughs> you guys, fan? <laughs> this is why this is why they're underrated, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. So let me tell you my story with Swiss Army Man. I haven't seen it, first of all. Okay. But I'm aware of Swiss Army Man, but it's one of those movies that I've intentionally not seen because the, like seeing images of Swiss Army Man just weirds me out. So I'm just waiting for the right time to just sit down and watch it. But I've seen the trailers and I've seen clips of it, but I'm just like, ah, oh, like I need to wait yeah. till like I'm in the right mood to watch it. But that's, I know I'm missing fair. out. 
I will give I will give you a quick suggestion. Um, I don't know what you do in your free time, Andrew, but if you maybe knock back a couple of hard drinks or take an edible, <laughs> this is a wonderful movie to do when you participate in those activities. I will say that. Okay, it, it, it is funny order. naturally, but you will not. Yeah, it's good stuff. This movie, <laughs> it, man, it was like in my queue forever. Like I owned it probably for like the last I don't know four years and just never watched it. And then I, I remember distinctly once I wiped away the tears after watching everything everywhere in the theater, I was like, what the fuck have these guys done? Like, like who, what else have they done? And then I saw these were the Swiss army man guys like, Oh, okay. I need to go watch this immediately. <laughs> like if these guys did everything everywhere, like I have to go see what Swiss army man is. Uh, and it just, it totally lived up to the hype. I'm, I'm kind of glad I saw it in the order that I did. Cause I think it prepped me more for the the craziness of Swiss army man, knowing who these people were. Uh, and as I talked about, I think in both of those episodes, uh, if you haven't watched the turn down for what music video, <laughs> great yeah. place to start with the Daniels. The if Daniels. you want to see what like w- weirdness they're getting into. Um, so yeah, I, I can't recommend that enough, but Swiss army man's a, a solid choice. I think it's like Radcliffe possibly at his best. Mary Elizabeth Winstead, also in this movie. Um, we we stand her on this pod as well. Um, all right, so that takes us through our our top three underrated ones here. We're gonna do this little game to kind of uh, finish out the pod, go through what some listeners have sent in as their most underrated flicks, um, and then we can round out with some honorable mentions if there's anything else that did not get talked about that you thought should you know be worthy of conversation. Um, ben, I'm gonna have you go through the first few here, and then I'll take it over from you, but. As we go through this, um, I just want to know, Jade, Andrew, um, and and from from Ben, from you and I, um, do you think the movie is overrated or underrated? Real quick, nice. uh, if you got a little explanation, okay. that's cool. But I'm just, I want to know where everybody stands on this. Um, and it's a, a a nice quick fire A24 um, kind of game here. Ben, you want to start us out? Yeah, I'm afraid I'm about to expose myself of how much I haven't seen. Um, <laughs> first submission here uh, is from a longtime uh, friend of mine, 20 years, uh, Tyler Beck. He's one of the co-hosts on my other pod, Three Films and a Podcast. He sent in a few submissions here. Ex Machina, which we covered in episode three. Um, and then The Florida Project and Mississippi Grind, which was on my shortlist. I love Mississippi Correct. Grind so much. That falls into underrated for mm-hmm. sure. I don't really know how we should do this. I guess let's go through Ex Machina first. What do you guys think? Overrated, underrated, or perfectly rated? Jade, what about you? Rated? Rated? Nice. Yeah, I would say it's perfectly rated. I feel like it's it's talked about just enough where I feel like I could talk about it with my friends and they're like, oh, Oscar Isaac. And Mm. oh, yeah, I've seen that movie. Um, But it's not like oh god they do too much with the ai and all that i think it's i think it's perfectly rated that makes sense yeah i i I gotta go with rated as well i think i think every so often it comes up on my twitter timeline about like being one of the the best dance scenes in movies and i'm like yep (laughs) checked out that makes sense like cool glad we're talking about this again uh good stuff yeah i think we talked about on the pod yeah this is pound for pound maybe like the sexiest cast there's four people in it but they are all fucking hot so unbelievable uh, no, oh yeah. <laughs> There's no ugly oh yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Tyler wow. said it should get more shine than it does, which I like. I kind of agree with, just in the sense that this is like the perfect A24 movie. So it's for me, it's between rated and, and underrated. Um, the Florida Project, I can't comment on. I haven't seen it, but I'm curious to hear what you guys think. I think it's underrated. I nice. love the Florida Project. I loved it. Nice. I I have not seen it. Me either, but I've heard very good things. 
All right. Well, we're all riding on Andrew here. So <laughs> yeah, we'll go with Andrew. Take my word. <laughs> uh, and then I know I've talked about this before. Mississippi grind, Ben Mendelssohn, Ryan Reynolds. Like it is just super underrated. It was going to make my list if someone hadn't mentioned it. So definitely underrated in my books. Have, have any of you guys seen it? I like, this is another one, another yeah. one. That I don't know anyone else that's seen this. So, but I do but like Ryan Ben Mendelsohn. Yeah. <laughs> there we go that's the movie we did it <laughs> there it is Put it on the poster <laughs> um all right next matt weiler another like lifelong friend of mine also on three films on a podcast he sent in a couple submissions the first one is while we're young adam driver duh obviously and how often do we get a beastie boy in a movie i mean we get ad rock in here uh you know adam horowitz is in it so this for me i think i'd probably put it uh Maybe it's like an underrated. Yeah, I'll go with While We're Young, underrated. I would say underrated. Yeah. Really exposing myself. I've not seen it. I love it. <laughs> I'm, I'm also getting exposed. <laughs> I don't know how I haven't seen this Noah Bombback film. You know I'm a big Noah Bombback guy. Um, yeah. Plus Adam Driver. Plus, I believe, right. uh, Ben Stiller is in this movie? Yeah, or am ben I getting Stiller, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, I can say underrated because I it, it sounds fantastic. I'm sure yeah. it's underrated. Yeah, Naomi Watts. It's a it's a really good movie. They do Naomi, yes, I'll yeah. be watching that. Yeah. Uh, and then he also sent in uh, probably maybe the hottest take of this whole episode yeah. here. Hottest take award right here. The hottest take, take for sure is everything everywhere all at once. Uh, he said yes, it got buzz and make it out accolades, but even with all that, it still feels underrated. I feel like I know what he's saying here. I just think this is maybe what became the tipping point for a twenty four. Where now it's like, oh, it's not that great, and it's like. I, I was the marriage story gif of like, I cried four times. Like I love yeah, that yeah, movie yeah. so much. It was the, th it made its way into my letterbox top four. Like it would, it just instantly got me. But I think there's just the backlash now of like, Oh, maybe it's overrated, whatever. So I get, I get what Matt's saying here. Um, I feel like it's perfectly rated where it's at, but I'm curious to hear what you guys think. Hmm. I wonder if, um, if, the general public that also saw this movie, because this is A24's biggest movie. So it wasn't just A24 fans going to see this movie. It, it, it brought in a lot of mm -hmm. general audiences. And I wonder if the, if arguing that it's overrated or arguing that it's underrated is because the general population didn't understand the message of the film, but mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, for I don't sure. Know if that makes sense. Makes sense. And I don't want to, I hate to say general population, like if I'm some, whatever, no, that's not what I mean. I'm just, I'm just uh, there's a, there's a cult following for 824 and the people that are not in the cult right. and the following. Yeah. That's all this movie. That's all right. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. I think, I think statistically from the numbers, like we've said, it's 824's biggest, but if we're going off of Ben's criteria, I still don't think people talk about this movie enough. I personally, in my opinion, it's my favorite movie of the year. I don't think anything's going to top it at this point. Mm -hmm. It's it, like you said, Ben, to it. It's in my top five all time. Easy yeah. now. I adore this movie, I think. And then also, you know, Andrew, what you said, I think maybe it kind of just went over people's heads. And I do think it, you need to watch it at least twice because there yes, is so much mm -hmm. going on. So I could yeah. see people mm -hmm. being like, well, I didn't get it. So like that was dumb. So that makes <laughs> yeah. sense. I think that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But. 
Yeah. I'm very curious, Ethan, as someone with a tattoo from this movie, what do you think about this movie? (laughs) I do have a tattoo. I have a tattoo of the rock with the googly eyes. Um, (laughs) I I think this is interesting. And, you know, yeah, I do have a tattoo. So I I adore this film, obviously. Um, Just the other night, I turned on Molly and my wife and I were in bed um, talking about this movie. This is one of the few movies that we have gone to see together. She's not very, you know, she's not into movies. Um, And we saw this. And so I, I pulled up a scene. Thank you, Ben, for letting me um, be on your voodoo where you own this movie. Um, I pulled up the scene, you know, towards the end when Jamie Lee Curtis and Michelle Yeoh's character are talking and Jamie Lee Curtis says, you know, it's cold hearted bitches like us that run the world. And then Michelle Yeoh says, no, it's not. We're love. We're lovable and we can be loved again. And that scene encapsulates this movie so good. What I find so interesting, um, not to not to belabor the point, I do. I do see the underrated aspect I think when this movie gets talked about, and especially now that award season is starting to come around, even though we're, we're six months out of the Oscars, fuck you, Oscars, for being in March. Um, I think that people say it's so good, but then they can't elaborate. They can't, they can't try to solve why it's so good. What did it mean to you? What makes it so good? What makes it the best movie of the year? I think people like us, we can articulate a little bit better because we talk about these movies week in and week out. Um, and I think the hype is there and people like this movie, but I'm not sure everybody knows why they like it. I think sometimes people just say it's yeah. Amazing movie. Just because everybody else says it's an amazing movie. Um, I'm, I'm curious like how that makes people feel about it. Um, yeah, I think it has some of the best filmmaking techniques I've ever fucking seen in my life. Like I didn't know a movie like this could even exist. Um, and, and yeah, I still have it ranked as my, my number one movie of the year, even though Top Gun Mavericks pretty fucking good. That's a good time. But yeah, no, I, I love I love that hot take for sure. Nice. Uh next is my partner Ashley. She sent in uh, American Honey. Uh Shia aside, Sasha Lane is so good. The real kids they cast are insane and the music is incredible, which I can attest to. The soundtrack is fantastic. I would also file this under underrated. Have you guys seen this? Have you guys seen American Honey? Mm-mm. I know it's on Netflix, I think, or it's been on Netflix for a while, yeah. but I haven't seen it. Yeah, yeah. I've seen uh, I've seen Honey Boy. That's got Shia LaBeouf and then Honey in the title, right? That's American Honey Boy. Yeah, so yeah, American Honey, great pick. Uh, we saw that on like one of our first dates, so I'm sure for Aww. both of us, it's a little uh, you know, place we'll the heartstrings too. Uh, and she didn't like officially submit this, but I wanted to get a cheap answer <laughs> in here. So, uh, 20th Century Women, which is another one that like we saw together uh, and that we love. We've covered this on the pod. Yeah. I love this movie so much. Uh, definitely underrated. Have any? I know you've seen Ethan, Jade, Andrew. Have you seen 20th Century Women? I'm embarrassed to say I've seen only half of this movie, but I'm going to finish it, Andrew, finish this, (laughs) (laughs) but you know, it's Mike Mills and I'm going to still say it's underrated. Cool. All right. Underrated as hell. Big time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, last one I'm going to go over here is Lee, who was a guest on our Under the Silver Lake episode. He has his yep. own A24 podcast, I think, called the go check it A24 out. Project. Yeah, uh, they are fantastic. He sent in a few answers here, so I'm just going to rifle through them, and we'll see which ones we've all seen. Um, obviously, Under the Silver Lake is something he submitted. Amy, the documentary on Amy Winehouse, which was another one that was on my short list. Uh, the Death of Dick Long, Never Going Back, uh, Menashe, I believe, uh, In Fabric. And then he's also said, like, what should everyone see is under the skin, uh, which I believe you two talked about. Um, yeah, we did, Jade. Out. So <laughs> uh, the ones I can talk about are under the Silver Lake, uh, Amy and under the skin, all of which I think fall under the underrated uh, category for sure. Uh, Andrew, how about you? Which ones have you seen of this? And you know, what are your thoughts? 
Yeah, so from this list, I've seen Under the Silver Lake and Under the Skin. Um, I would say Under the Skin is definitely underrated. Under the Silver Lake, I would say is underrated, but a little bit more rated than Under the Skin. All right, cool. Oh, that no. makes sense. No. Okay. No. Hard, hard disagree, Andrew. Under, <laughs> disagree. The, under the Silver Lake is incredibly underrated. It is It is. It is shocking to me that, that nobody talks about this, especially considering how popular Andrew Garfield is. I mean, he was just at yeah. the Emmys stunting on people looking like a fucking G and <laughs> people are not talking about Under the Silver Lake. And we, we, I mean, we got to talk to Disaster Piece who did the score for Under the Silver Lake and like that movie fucks. It's awesome. And more people should watch it. It's underrated in my books. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that was gonna be that was a, that was one that I was going to pick, but it was on our list, so I saved it for, for uh, nice. Gotcha, gotcha. Jade, have you seen any of these? Which are, I mean, obviously under the skin, but what else have you seen? Right. So, well, under the skin, I will just say super underrated, partially because of when it came out and I think what it's like the story is. Um, and then I try to get all my Marvel friends to watch it and be like, "You guys, just prepare, please." It's so <laughs> weird and strange, but. Weird. It's Scarlett Johansson, so you you gotta watch it. Um, <laughs> sad to say, I have not seen Under the Sil- Under the Silver Lake. It's at the top of my list. I promise. I swear, Andrew Garfield. I'm on a kick of his right now. Um, the other one that I can kind of speak to is In Fabric. I have not actually seen it, but I've watched an in depth review about it, and <laughs> all she said was that it's like very artsy and strange. Um, it's perfect. She's, I, I think based on her review, it's pretty underrated, but it's a little bit pretentious. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. Um, all right. We have just a few more to go through here. Um, and then we'll, we'll wrap us up with any honorable mentions. Um, Austin Warner, um, who came on the pod for a 24 Mount Rushmore episode. Um, that was episode 30. He submitted uh, Native Son. Now, this is like the second time this movie has come up in my world in the last couple of days, but I have not seen it. Has anybody else seen it? I have not either. No. Wow. We're 04 right now. Um, I guess that goes as underrated because none of us have seen it. Um, it's, I tell you, you need to apologize to Austin. You know, I do. I feel really bad. Um, Austin, come <laughs> back like on the pod so we can we can talk about Native Son if you come yeah, back yeah, on the pod. Yeah, come back. Um, yeah, um, it's got to be on the short list for sure. It it looks good based on its IMDb logline and and everything. Um, we got a few from Alden Diaz. I'll just ru- ru- uh, ride through them here. Alden was on episode 36 when we talked about a most violent year. Um, that was a really fun episode. Alden is is very um, astute and very smart when it comes to analyzing movies and cinema. Um, also great follow on Twitter um, at that Alden Diaz, I believe is his handle. Um, he started off said, come on, come on, which we tackled in episode 13. He, he did attach this with a note. He said, uh, note from Alden. If you, if not, uh, you were never really here, then this should have been the goddamn Joaquin Phoenix Oscar push, not Joker. Woody Norman was also robbed for best supporting Ben quick takes on the, on the Joker uh, slander here. <laughs> Fuck the Joker. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I'm with Joker you all. Come on, was like the refresher I need after seeing Joker in theaters. I was like, oh, good, That's I fair. can enjoy watching Phoenix again. That's so fair. I love this movie so much. I love Come on, Come on, Andrew. You seen this? I am embarrassed to say I have not seen it, and I'm so embarrassed because I could have seen it at a film festival, and I watched something else instead. And oh, no. it was not great, but oh no, <laughs> we'll, we'll move on from then. We'll move on from that. <laughs> you live and you learn, right? 
Jade? Yeah, you live in there. I have not seen it either. I just feel like I've needed to take a break from crying at movies and actually enjoy this. (laughs) And I've heard this one's definitely a crier. So as soon as I'm ready to cry again, that's where I'll be. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Hard underrated for me as well. This has probably one of the most emotional scenes in a movie of 2021, in my opinion, Um, when they're kind of in in the end in the garden and they're yelling at each other. Um, Raw emotion. There's just like no other way to put it. And I don't think there's another actor besides Joaquin Phoenix that could have done that, especially with Woody Norman. Um, Incredible stuff. We've got the end of the tour, a most violent year, um, obviously, uh, is what Alden came on the pod and talked about. Tusk and Gloria Bell. Uh, Jade, any of these uh, underrated, overrated? A most violent year, I I think it's underrated. It, I watched it when I was at the airport and on a plane. So I feel like I need to rewatch it to grasp it a little better. But I mean, Jessica Chastain and Oscar Isaac, like, come on, that's a power couple right there. Um, and then Tusk, of course. Justin Long, horror, love it. Um, For me, of course, you know, I feel like this has very polarizing takes. I personally think it's a bit underrated because I like it a lot and I feel like not enough people like it. But I I think other people would say it's overrated. I think it's underrated, though. Nice. What about you, Andrew? So from, from the second part of this, I've only seen the end of the tour and Gloria Bell. But I'm gonna say Gloria Bell. I'm trying. I'm thinking. I'm referencing when I saw this in theaters because I took my grandma to see this movie, and it was sold out. So I'm gonna say it's perfectly rated for just for that reason. <laughs> uh, but I loved it. And then end of the tour. I'm gonna say, I I think it's a little bit underrated. Cool. I think it's a little yeah. bit underrated. What do you guys think about end of the tour? Is it? Do you think it's underrated? Uh, I mean, unfortunately for me, I can't comment uh, on any of these. I'm excited for us to talk about Tusk for sure. We're covering uh, in October. A little sneak yeah, we are. But I, I can say that I'm super happy to give our first official overrated to a most violent year because you love to hear it. <laughs> love to hear it. <laughs> twice, and it's been a farewell for me twice. <laughs> I love Oscar Isaac. I love Jessica Chastain. I do not get the fucking hype about this movie <laughs> at all. Uh, I so. think it's just them that's the hype. You know, and, and I like, think yeah, those two they together have surpassed the their movie presence. They are now pop culture presence. And so anything I mean, that they are on, that that harnesses that. Just give me two I hours guess. of them on the red carpet. Like, I don't need to watch this movie. Just to watch <laughs> yes, if you haven't seen the, uh, yeah. the scenes from a marriage remake. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I, I need to. I need to see that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I hate to say it, Alden, but yeah, I think a most violent year is is probably overrated. I haven't seen Tusk, but I know it's overrated because people talk about it on Twitter all the fucking time, and it's like, well, let's just no, stop, stop talking about Tusk. Like, I don't, I don't get it. Let's just not. It's we, gonna we, we don't talk about it. Yeah, we get it. Um, Leave it right, alone. Just, just, a, just a few more here. Um, this one from Raised in Oregon on Instagram. Um, this is actually Austin Davis, my old co-host of my old podcast called Final Take. It's out there uh, if you want to listen to it. It's 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 a good time. It's a good time. Uh, he said, Room, Swiss Army Man, which I mentioned we covered in episode 32, and The Disaster Artist, which we've covered in episode 29. So if you're looking for any of those, you can go back on those. Um, from what I know, I think The Disaster Artist might be overrated. I hate to say it. It's very, it's good. It's good. But I think it, I think it's just overrated. I don't have to explain myself. That's it. 
<laughs> I'm gonna go for an hour. I would make you explain yourself for sure. <laughs> I got time um, on my side right here. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, for me, Disaster Artist is underrated. I love that movie. Obviously, So Sorry Man, underrated. Room is the one that I'm most like. I don't know. It's been a while since I watched it. I remember liking it, but it's just, just like, is it overrated? Like, that's what she won the Oscar for, right? Or like that performance, mm-hmm. like, yeah. which I remember being really like great like fine you know what i mean i'm just like i don't know like does it i don't don't know i need to revisit it it's probably rated but in my mind it's like overrated i don't know that's fair andrew can i ask you a question ben brings up a good brain ben brings up a very good point if someone wins an award or wins an oscar for a performance that you think is just okay or that you might not necessarily agree with does that shift your perspective on the movie do you are you like oh my god this movie's like overrated now because it got accolades um do I like the, the the person who won the award in the movie, in this scenario? Yeah, sure. Um, no, I don't. I don't think it makes it overrated. Okay. I mean, I don't. I don't, I don't think so. That's yeah. No, so. that's yeah. that's fair. I know some people are like, "Oh, I shouldn't have won the award. This movie's overrated." So, you never know. Mm-hmm. What about you, Jade? Um, I don't know because I was actually basing my picks off of that. Whether okay. any awards were given or nominated, um. I don't, I don't know. I think it's hard to say, especially now because the Oscars and the Emmys, like everything, no one, I don't want to say no one like watches them, but like, it's just not as like, people just don't care about them as much in terms of quality, I think. So like, I care, like a shit. I, oh, I <laughs> sorry. I just mean like, I just feel like you know, a shit movie can win an Oscar or, you know, something like that, but that doesn't, make it a good movie in my opinion so yeah that's I don't fair. Think you're talking about crash movie. right we're talking we're talking about crash broke back mountain here that's the, what you're referencing okay good deal. Um, oh, hold on. <laughs> no 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 i, I think crash is the shit movie and broke back mountain the one that's oh, okay. oh, i see i see yeah. 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 I, like, I would never sure but fuck, i would man. never <laughs> yeah green book another good one. uh okay we only have two more here this one comes from jazz with the donut is her instagram handle Shout out Jazz. She's my tattoo artist. She did the Everything Everywhere All I Once tattoo. Um, nice. Jazz, you're great. Uh, I show it to everybody all the time. Um, she said Florida Project. We mentioned Florida Project uh, here in the beginning as well. Um, I believe it's the only A24 movie with Willem Dafoe, if I'm correct. Um, and sounds like something we got to cover on the pod. So, oh, the lighthouse. The Shit. Lighthouse. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say. No, I forgot about the lighthouse. Okay. Brings up a good question. Lighthouse, overrated or underrated? Overrated. <laughs> overrated. I would say overrated. overrated. <laughs> yeah. But did you guys not like it? Or you no, I love it. I think it's great. I loved I it. Yeah. I don't like the meme culture around it. It drives me I don't me like nuts. the meme culture around it, yeah. That's what makes yeah. me like hate it. Yeah. It's, like, it, it's probably a fine movie. I just hate seeing it all the time on my Twitter feed. So you don't I, want me just randomly like I ask about your lobster here on the here on the pod. <laughs> your lobster. No. <laughs> yell hark at you every time you ask me. Hark! I'll just, just like anytime I disagree with you, I'll just yell hark. That'll I'll just yeah. insert, insert the, the well audio. audio. <laughs> <laughs> um the last one comes from the last tycoon on Instagram. Uh this is quoted Uncut Gems, duh. Um that was our episode number one. I believe Uncut Gems is underrated, but uh, you all know this. Um, Andrew, where do you stand, Uncut Gems? I think it's rated. I think it's perfectly rated. I love like that. Enough, yeah. pe- enough people see it. Enough people haven't seen it. it but it still has that uh, that drives that when you see it, you're gonna love it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so it's it's just it's just it's timeless. It's timeless. Perfect. It's perfectly rated. I think. 
Timeless. Love to hear it. Jade? I think it's in between underrated and perfectly rated because I don't, like as amazing of a movie as it is, I don't see a lot of people still talking about it like now. Um, When I bring it up with people, they just say, oh, that's the movie with Adam Sandler that just stresses you out, right? (laughs) And I'm like, every time. That's all anybody says. But yeah, but you love it for that reason. So I think it's between underrated and perfectly rated. Nice. Yeah. Jade, you know better than anybody. I just post Uncut Gems memes literally every it's day. It's true. Twitter, so. I mean, the poster in the background. <laughs> every single day. Yeah, I Uncut Gems poster right behind me. Every day. <laughs> I mean, I was what just going to say, like, this is like the meme culture I don't have a problem with. And it's probably because I love the movie. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah, this is how I win. Like, show me that I'm stuff. I'm so sad. I'm so long. fucked up. I post yes, that exactly. every day. Yeah. Holy shit, I'm going to come. Yep, exactly. Like, give me that all day in my feed. So this is like perfectly rated. Uh, I love Uncut Ooh. Gems. I think this is a great choice. And if you want to see how this pod started, go back to episode one. You can yeah. hear us talk about this movie, Ethan's Ethan's pick. Yeah, it, it'll probably be the first one we we go back to. I also just cropped a video of Kevin Garnett yelling, why show me something if I can't have it? And then I use that all the time now, whenever there's like a casting, uh, you know, that like falls out of a movie or something. Um, unle- yeah, endless memes. Um, all right, that wraps up our pod pretty much. Let's go a little little round table here. Any closing thoughts? Any honorable mentions you want to get out there that maybe wasn't talked about? Uh, Jade, we'll we'll start with you. Anything to wrap us out here on underrated A24 flicks? Just a couple. So going back to what we said about Oscars and whatnot, I feel like Moonlight, even for winning an Oscar for best movie or best picture, I feel like people still don't talk about it enough. I want to see more of that movie on every timeline of every social media. Um, My second honorable mention, sorry, I have two, is going to be The Lobster because, again, I think Mm. it has actually, like, a very deep meaning to it. But it's not like, oh, you have to think so hard about it. Like, it's a pretty simple, deep meaning. And in a very interesting A24 type of way. Yeah. I asked, when I was going through the notes before we started uh, recording, I asked my wife, I said, oh, The Lobster, overrated, underrated? And she goes, overrated walked out of the room no she did not like the movie uh that's not fair like it's movie. not for everyone i think that's what the beauty of a24 is it's just you know yeah, yeah. it can be totally polarizing yeah what about you andrew any uh, honorable mentions here um i'm gonna go back to the souvenir if you haven't seen the souvenir like i said favorite movie about discovering yourself and your passions and your creativity um yeah martha souvenir best a24 movie gotta get on nice. that we gotta cover it uh let's see the only one that i didn't get to mention like throughout these other uh noms is boy state which is like a documentary mm-hmm. that was on uh, apple tv plus um about a bunch of boys in texas like 17 year olds that like a thousand of them get together and basically build a government and you know just like how they like run elections and all that kind of stuff it's just a really interesting dynamic of uh yeah i don't know how all that stuff kind of works so um yeah i don't know i would i'd recommend that it was a it was a blind watch and i just was captivated the whole time Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah, I've heard good things about that one. I have a couple here that are newer than I wanted to put on the list. Um, Zola, we love Zola on this pod. I still think it is underrated. Um, Coleman Domingo, speaking of, you know, award winners, um, I, I think that movie is really a good culmination of like what A24 is capable of or what A24 might see in a project or a screenwriter or a director because it is so unique. Um, the Humans, I want to give a shout out to. I love The Humans. I thought it was a great, great movie. Yeah. Beanie Feldstein um, got uh, uh, 
what's his name? Jenkins. Uh, why am I forgetting his, his Jenkins. Name? Richard Jenkins? Yeah. Jenkins, the, yeah. the goat. All good performances. And then uh final shout out is going to be for Red Rocket. I think that movie flew way too far under the radar. And mm-hmm. um, I, I, I think it just deserves more love. I think it's very good performance from Simon Rex and should, should, yeah, should be talked about uh, a little bit more. Um, I know we didn't talk about Hereditary or Midsommar. I'm curious to the last question here before we go. Overrated, underrated. Is overrated. Wow, Andrew wasted <laughs> no time. <laughs> okay, all right. Midsommar is overrated. <laughs> what do you think, Jade? Midsommar, overrated, underrated? I think Midsommar is underrated only because I think it sometimes falls in the shadows of Hereditary. Yeah, That's okay. my take. What do you nice. got, Ben? I mean, you know, I, I love that movie. <laughs> it's like, it's perfectly <laughs> rated or underrated. I kind of agree with what Jade's saying. I think people think of Hereditary first, obviously, like when it comes to that, which is like totally understandable, but I prefer Midsommar to Hereditary. So I do that underrated. Uh, and then I do Hereditary probably rated. It's great. Yeah, no, I, I love it. I, I could see how Midsommar might be overrated, uh, but you know, that's a, a conversation for another time. Um, we did it. This is our one year uh, extravaganza episode. Thank you, Andrew and Jade, for joining us for the celebration. Um, obviously, over 24 minutes, it's not even uh, close, not even the same realm. Uh, but, you know, there was a lot to celebrate, a lot to talk about. Thank you both for coming on the pod. Uh, first time we've ever had two guests. So that's really exciting. A good celebration. Um, Jade, if people want to find more of you, where can they find you at? I would say go over to either my Instagram, Jade or follow. Also, that's my Twitter. Uh, TikTok is Jade Talks Movies and it's T-O-K-S. But also go check out, I'm going to plug Agents of Fandom on TikTok and Twitter. It's Agents Fandom. It's a great plug. Definitely go follow Jade <laughs> on, on TikTok. Uh, Killing it with the reviews as of late. Uh, what about you, Andrew? Where can people find you out, man? Find me on TikTok at Drew Talks Film. That's where you can get me. That's where I'm at every day. Drew Talks Film. <laughs> should I should I change my handle to e- at Ethan Talks Film, and then we can all all talk about film together? I, Let's do it. Yeah. Let's I just add <laughs> on TikTok. It sounds rather lame. Um, uh, yeah, guys, thanks for coming on the pod. Yeah, Thank I think the so first much. thing I need is you guys to make me a tutorial on how to use TikTok. <laughs> 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 I'm still learning. Yeah, appreciate it. Uh, Yeah, so yeah, thank you guys for coming on. Uh, Obviously, you know where you guys can find us. We're on Twitter and Instagram at 24 Minutes of A24. We'd love to hear what your underrated A24 movies are, even what your overrated ones are. Um, Yeah, hit us up and let us know. I am Ben Lawhorn, and I am Ethan Simi. Spring break forever, bitches. 